Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, with a dash of garden, chatting about current interests, and life in my northern town. You can find show notes at mycreativecorner3.com. You can also find all of my social media, how to purchase a virtual cup of coffee, and all events on the website. Please feel free to stop by and leave a comment. I really appreciate everyone who listens. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everyone. How have you been doing? Today's June 11th. So since we talked last, we went right into summer. Yeah, it was a super short spring. I can't believe when I think about it that we had snow maybe four or five weeks ago, and here we are, maybe six weeks ago at the most. But wow, spring was short-lived, and as in many years, when we have a long winter, it's a very abbreviated spring. So since I talked to you last, it's been hot, no rain, or very little rain, and smoke-filled skies for weeks. You know, it started with the Canadian forest fires in Alberta. Then there were fires in Ontario, which are the neighbors right next to us here in Michigan. And it's been weeks of smoke-filled orange skies. It's weird. It's almost mm, like a bad movie, like a sci-fi movie. I don't know. Strange. So with all of that, it's been 90 degrees for I don't want to say about two weeks. I'm stitching my temperature quilt and it was high 80s to 90s for better part of two weeks, which is really not typical. I think about last year and it was barely 70 at the end of May into June. Of course, we did have unprecedented weather last year too with that tornado. So here I am. With all of the hot weather, let me give you a quick garden update. It's growing. I planted drought-resistant plants, so we have not been watering the garden. I have been filling the bird bath a couple times a day just to make sure it's a got a solar bubbling bubbler or fountain in the center. So I like it as my water feature, but it also is there for birds and insects and um, the stray cat that I've caught drinking out of it. Um, it was actually a cute little picture I took. So I have to say the garden looks great. It looks pretty green and lush. There's only a couple of plants that are not bunched together. I have a real full cottage style garden. A couple of the hostas, the little mini ones got a little bit curled leaves, but the good news is after a month of hot and dry, the ground was so dry, I did notice today we had some sprinkling in the ground was a touch damp, not like a good torrential rain, not like a good spring, early summer soaking rain, but just a sprinkles all day. 
So fingers crossed um, that will make the hostas happy. The plants, um, the primrose in the front where they got a little bit of sun, eh, they looked a little burnt up. But I think that today, I've seen them look like this before and then they rebound after a little bit of rain. So I'm working with what I have, with the ground that I have, and I'm working with just rains. Um, we have talked about going to our storage unit and getting the hose and um, watering the ground a little bit because some of the indigenous plants or weeds, as people call them, <laughs> are getting a little bit tall, but the grass is burnt up brown and dormant. So we may water the grass if we don't get a rain so that we can mow it and not have it be totally burnt up. It's been so hot and dry, we did not plant the clover, and we may wait another year because, you know, our growing season is so short, and if we have a hot, dry El Nino-type summer, this may not be the good year to invest in all of the clover seeds, but it's going to happen. I just think um, we have to be patient on finances and weather conditions, you know, and usually the two do not go hand in hand in my experience. So I also did get the the fairy garden set up, just a few houses. And you know what? I kind of like the um, smaller is better, less is more type of a thing. So it's looking um, pretty good. Some of the houses are a little faded. I've watched a few videos on repainting the fairy houses, but you know, you got to seal it and I don't have an air gun and the best results are taking a sealer that you use for painting a car and I'm like you know I am not investing that kind of money in a spray gun and sealer when I can just go buy new houses in the next year or so or maybe I will come up with a solution to make some. I still like the idea of thrifting birdhouses and using them as is fairy houses, um, but I haven't seen any at the thrift shop. So I may kind of wait till the end of the season and go to like TJ Maxx and Kohl's and some of these places and thrift a few birdhouses for next spring. Thrift, buy them on like 70% off clearance if they're cheap enough. So that's an idea. Not a great idea, but it's an idea. I just don't want to spend $50 a house to have them out for a few months, right? And then the sun does fade them. So the last project I need to do to complete the, the garden decoration is um, I would like to put out my solar lamps, but it was so hot and their fire danger was so high. I didn't really want to put the metal um, solar lights out because it was just too hot for me to do it. So it's cooled off. And I usually leave those up through um, Halloween. So we're still, quote, not too late. You know how sometimes you're like, oh, I missed it by a week. I just might as well forget it. No, we're going to put them out. They're the beautiful ones I got from Costco. And they're, they're great. So I'm going to put them out probably tomorrow. I don't think it's supposed to be um, as cold and rainy. So that's the garden wrap up. I've posted a few pictures, a couple little Instagram um, clips. You know, right now what is blooming is my iris started blooming. I know June 11th 
Um, it's a little late this year, but that's okay. I have um, my very large poppies, um, the big full orangey red colored with the black centers. The bees love them. My perennial geranium is blooming and the hybrid daylilies that are yellow are blooming. I have some white columbine that's blooming and it's just really, really pretty. I have a couple different colors in the iris. I have yellow, I have white with purple falls, and I had the dark purple with the very, very dark purple fall. It's a very old traditional iris with a teeny bit of yellow. My dad, though, has the very dark purple. They look black. And so it's always a big event when those iris bloom at his house. I know my daughter wants a cutting from them, and um, I might uh, take a piece <laughs> myself. They're very unusual. So that's what's blooming right now. Everything's growing well. And I did plant the pollinator little seeds that my mom gave me from her Birds in Bloom magazine about five days ago because I thought, well, it's past the frost zone and the blistering heat may be done so hopefully those seeds will germinate and I have sprinkled a little bit of water on them every day with a watering can so hopefully they will germinate. So what have I been working on? Well for quilting I have finished sewing all of the blocks for the granny square so along it started last year and got done and i didn't finish i have the granny squares all 20 of them are pieced and now i have rummaged through the white and i am joining the blocks together with the sashing i started that today and i'm going to put bright colored cornerstones in the sashing and that's it i'm not doing the big pieced border that was never my plan um i don't I have not had good success. I'm not going to say I don't do pieced borders, which was kind of where I was going to start with that. But no, I have not had good success with having pieced borders fit. And it's very frustrating to spend all that time doing a pieced border only to have it not fit. And then you have to do a little slicing and dicing to make it fix it fit. And it just looks... Mm. So I'm not doing that. I'm, I've decided I'm being kind to myself. And we'll get into more of that um, after a bit. But I'm being kind to myself and I am not doing things that I don't enjoy doing in the quilting department. So that means the Dear Jane's been back on the back burner, though it has been guilting me that I don't have it done, nor have I worked on it because I don't have the brain space for it. And I don't know. I keep waffling. Should I make more? Should I just make a baby Jane and leave it as it is? Hmm, we'll see. <laughs> I haven't. I'm going to just leave it in its little cute little container with the book and let it marinate for a little bit longer in timeout. So the granny square quilt, I am getting that top joined together. I have been working on a... Lori Holt, eight-pointed star, totally and completely made out of squares. And I keep losing points on my stars. But they've gotten better after making nine of them. I was going to use that as a leader and ender project, and I still may. I'm not 100% sure that I am in love 
with the um, clipped points. But when I think about eight pointed stars, a lot of times I get clipped points anyway. So I am a little bit, uh, what does my kids say? Meh about it. Meh. I'm not in love with it, but I don't hate it. So I've got nine blocks. I'm just going to keep making them when I feel like it. Maybe instead of as a true leader and ender project where you do a seam and then sew your leader ender at the beginning and end of your seams and have the two for one bonus thing, it seems to be boggling my mind a little bit. I'm going to use it as what I call a palette cleanser project. <laughs> I got to come up with something, right? Um, <clears throat> a palette cleanser. When you're done with project or you're so sick of what you're working on, for example, the Granny Square project. I love the project, but I'm sick of looking at it. Um, yeah, I may use it as a palette cleanser. So we can sit down and just go shoot some squares through the machine and call it a day that you were productive and made this goofy little eight-pointed stars out of all kinds of wackadoo fabric. <laughs> So anyway, my palette cleanser. I'm not going to go leaders and enders, I don't think. We'll call it palette cleansing. <sighs> I feel fresh now. Um, so there we go. That's all I've done for quilting. Um, not a whole lot of piecing. Long arming, though, I am really committing to and have been for several weeks now of doing 15 to 20 minutes a day on the queen size quilt on the frame and I'm down to the bottom third of the quilt. It's taken me this long. I know when you're custom quilting something it takes forever and you feel like it's never going to be done. That's where I'm at. It's not the messy middle. It's the I can't even see light at the end of the tunnel but I want it to be done so bad. But after about 20 minutes I'm done. My body doesn't want to stand. My legs hurt. My brain is befuddled. And so when I'm done, I'm done. And I'm listening to my body. I'm listening to my mind. I'm not pushing and powering through all of the pain. You know, the 80s, no pain, no gain. That used to be like my life's motto. And I have decided to shelve it. Yes, shelf it. Shelve it. I'm not doing that anymore. Being kind. This is a theme today of what my plans are for the summer. So that's a great segue, wasn't it? What are my plans for the summer? Well, I'm doing red, white, and June with Fat Quarter Shop and cross-stitching. So they're using red, white, and blue fabrics. And they asked me to do one for what red, white, and June. It's very difficult to say. And I didn't get the one that I hoped, but I got a super cute one. It's called um, USA Stamp. And it's about five and a half by five and a half. And I didn't do all of the white border and little sparkles that they have in it. It is based on a stamp, I think, that was done in the past. It says USA in red, white, and blue. It has a heart that is American flag inspired with um, the red and white wavy stripes and the blue field with stars and a flower underneath it. It's really cute. But I chose to use the pale blue gingham that Fat Quarter Shop has just started with. Um, and it's in pink, green, and gray. Pink, blue, and gray. 
those three colors. And I love it. I love it so much that you don't have to do all that fussy stitching for a border if you don't want. So I didn't, and I didn't do the white embellished sparkle looking plus signs or stars that you see on some of these. And it was a quick stitch. I had it done in, um, about seven days. So it was only a few hours of stitching. It's really cute. And I'm going to make a pillow. I did put a little tiny pillow, about five and a half inches. I put a survey out on Instagram and in my Facebook page, I had a navy blue that matches the dark blue. I had a mid blue and I had a batik that didn't go with it at all. The mid blue I was leaning towards until I saw the photo. This is a great tip on why you should take photos. The photo made me realize the navy blue was the best choice. And everybody else said the same, navy. Going with navy, and I've watched a pillow finishing tutorial. And it's weird. You finish it with by sewing the front and the back together, all those sides. Then you snip a little slit in the back, flip it around front so your cross stitch is outside and your points are better. Then you stuff it. Then you put like a felt or something over your slit that you slip stitch, which is right in the middle of your pillow back. But now you can glue a tiny little trim all the way around. And I thought that's how they get those perfect little corners. And that's why there's always a felt or wool felted patch on the back of all of those little pillows. Um, it helps if you actually watch the tutorials on some of these things. In fact, Quarter Shop does a great job with all of that. So that's going to be the method that I'm going to try this time. I've had a lot of epic fails on pillows. So I'm going to try it for the little one and you know I'm going to keep rolling along with some finishes um, and I have some ideas for my tiny ones. I'm going to use that Ikea scarf hanger which looks like white macrame but I haven't got to that point. When I have it done I'll put a little tutorial probably on YouTube but yeah I'm a long ways off. It, I have a lot of ideas but actual finishing um, has not been the fully finished thing for me and cross stitch. You know what? <clears throat> I've decided if I don't finish a whole bunch, that's okay. I can just maybe do a marathon session, you know, when I have a big basket full of them. But yeah, I like the stitching, not the finishing. Boy, doesn't that sound familiar. I like the stitching and the quilting too, and I don't like the binding. Um, so I think, you know, where I'm at with the where I'm going to go with my piecing is I don't think I'm going to do too much more quilt piecing. We're going to go back to quilting for a minute. I am doing the sew along of so scrappy spools, which is like four to eight little blocks a month. And then I'm going to work on doing some machine binding because, you know, I got that stack going for me. <laughs> it's not going anywhere um, by getting smaller. It's only growing. And so is my to be quilted stack of my own. I just am not making any progress on that, but, but I'm being kind to myself and not beating myself up about it. So that's all I've been working on. But I've been doing a lot of 
thinking on these hot days. And let me tell you where I'm at with my summer theme. My summer theme. I was inspired by reading The Empty Nest Chronicles this week. And Francis wanted to do a summer theme. And they are doing it as like a 100-day project and asked us to join along. Well, this is perfect timing because Friday, when I came home for lunch, the school was letting out and I got stuck in the sea of buses that was driving all of the kids home or downtown. I saw a lot of kids walking from the high school, which is next to my office. And there's a couple of ice cream shops. And that's typically what you see on the last day of school. It's a bunch of kids downtown, maybe hanging out. Sometimes the downtown area has a little um, party where people can get together and they have ice cream and music and whatnot. And I was like, this is perfect because this is the first weekend of the school's summer vacation. And I was thinking, I don't know, I've been kind of restless with all of what I've been doing. I'm kind of like not superly into doing a lot of quilt piecing right now. I am into long arming, but I don't want to just keep stitching and stitching and sewing and sewing. I, I, I do have a plan for my next cross-stitch project is going to be out of the Summer Memories book. But other than that, I didn't really have a plan for the summer. And I got thinking, what do I want to do as my theme for the summer? And what do I want to do as a 100-day project? Because I always enjoy doing a 100-day project. You know, that started with art councils trying to get artists to practice some form of art and creating every day for 15 minutes for a hundred days and then doing like this big process of learning something new or just getting in there and doing it so that at the end you had something tangible at the end of a hundred days but that's not what the Emptiness Chronicles is doing. Frances said she's going to mail a postcard to a friend instead of writing a letter every day, a big long letter. That's a huge commitment. She's mailing a postcard one a day for 100 days or batching them up, you know, and getting it to the post office. And Kristen is doing, what is Kristen doing? I better look it up because now I've had a blank. That's right. She's doing photography. She's, she loves taking pictures. So she's going to take a photo a day for a hundred days. And I loved that too. So I thought, hmm, what do I want to do? Well, something that I've really taken up a lot since January is meditation. You know, I did it a lot as a visualization type of meditation at the chiropractor using brain tap. But I recently got Headspace and I thought, wouldn't it be great to use that app to its fullest and become a really good grasp of what meditation is and what it means and how I can make it work for me in about 10 or 15 minutes a day. But I thought, you know, I'm kind of doing that now in about 10 minute increments. So that's kind of an easy way out. And then I got thinking, you know, they always say you should go back to 
what did you do as a kid that you enjoyed when you start having this creative block? I don't really want to say it's a creative block, but I am certainly been bored and feeling um, creatively stuck for about a year and a half, even before COVID. So my COVID infection that was last summer, I'm not talking about the pandemic. I'm talking about my personal journey with COVID. So I'm like, okay, hmm, what do I want to do? M, meditation. And you know, I always was taught that you had to have a three-point theme to make it balanced. So M, meditation, and I love alliteration. And I was totally inspired by my son came home for one night. Um, He went to his high school reunion, had a lovely time. But he got my mandolin out because he is a music guy. Um, That's part-time what he does is a paid job where he plays guitar and sings in a church. And he also has a license to do some buskering um, downtown where he lives. And he really loves music. He's always done it with a friend group. They have a band. In fact, the band got together um, to play this weekend and I got to watch it online. It was just so great. So I went music, mandolin, M. Mandolin is much easier to play than violin for intonation. And I need ear training. I haven't played music seriously in several years. And I thought, hmm, I miss playing music. And I, every time I get it out, I tinker around with either playing a tune on the piano keyboard. We have not a full piano And I've gotten my violin out once in the last year, but I thought the mandolin, I love that. It's easy to play. I don't have to worry too much about um, changing strings because the strings on it sound good. I'm going to practice that 15 minutes a day. I already started the last couple days. I'm going to practice it today. And I get going and I wind up practicing for a little more than 15 minutes, but not long because I... My hands and fingers get tired. So I cut my nails to a good length and I got my Renaissance Festival book and I'm playing simple tunes very slow, but I can play a tune. I remembered my scales. So it's all coming back to me. Yes, my 10-year-old self spent my summers just playing music all the time. We had a little organ. Do you remember those? Um, I think they were called mag, magus, magus organs, where you did one hand where you pushed a chord and the other hand you played the melody. And the books had the notes, but they also told you what finger to use to play all of the songs. Oh yes, all of the songs of pop culture in the 70s not they were my grandparents growing up songs you know things that were you know like this land is your land was on there but there were old ones like beautiful dreamer i mean do you remember that probably not how about good night ladies oh yes that was a 1900s pop tune but they were easy to play and that's how i really got into music was as a child noodling around on this organ and that led to me taking 
violin lessons at the age of about nine. And by 10, I was just madly ate up obsessed with learning how to play the violin. So I'm going to resurrect something that my 10 year old self loved to do with my summers. And the meditation fits in there too, because my 10 year old self was pretty sick with allergies. Um, you know, I've never been a well person, I would say. I have had horrible allergies all my life, like bedridden. I couldn't breathe, eyes watering, just sneezing, wheezing, coughing, earaches, ear infection, sinus. And in the winter, it was from cough, cold, flu, bronchitis, ear infections to where I had in-office surgeries to the summer where I was so bedridden with allergies I could hardly breathe and move. Boy, doesn't this sound familiar? It never left, right? It's followed me through my whole life. So I'd spend a lot of time just laying out in the hammock watching the clouds or the birds or the bugs crawling around the ground looking for four-leaf clovers. Um, Maybe on a good day, riding my bike meditatively around the block. You know, you're a kid. You have nothing but time all summer. It's not like I was biking to get my um, burn in and monitoring how many calories. Productivity was not on my mind at all at 10 years old. And I've decided that's where the being kind to myself comes in. I am dropping this. Why do I got to be productive all the time? That isn't invention of work as an adult, as a college student who had to juggle a million things, or being a young mom who had to multitask to survive the day, or as a nurse, that's how you get through the day. You're constantly on, constantly multitasking, so to speak, juggling, and productivity and time management was top priority as an adult, but not as a kid. I'd even lollygag all day and watch um, ridiculous shows um, in the morning. You remember all the game shows? Price is Right? Oh, yeah. Whammy. Do you remember that show? It was called Unpress Your Luck. Um, and if you got the whammy, wah, wah, you lost all your money. Trivia shows, card sharks. Yeah, let's relive the 70s together as Gen X people. Oh, yeah. I love those shows and Wheel of Fortune when it was a daytime game show. Yes, with Chuck Woolery. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that's where this whole thought of a theme for the summer, because by the end of the summer, you always had to write a theme about it at school. I thought, okay, meditation and music. What is my third M. M. So the other thing I did as my 10-year-old self was I went to the library and got every craft book that they had. I spent all of my time either thinking about what I wanted to make or researching what I wanted to make or figuring out the supplies I needed and if we had the money to buy it, did I have to save my money to be able to go to the local dime store? That's a blast from the past terminology. We didn't have Kmart or Walmart 
in our town growing up. So you had to go to your local, oh, we call them a dime store, Five and Dime, where they had, you know, a collection of housewares of like what the modern big box stores have. They also had little craft departments. Um, Sometimes our grocery stores had things like that. We could get construction paper and beads or yarn, things like that. I lived in a pretty rural places in Michigan. You know, you had to drive hours to go to Kmart. It was the store back then. Any type of craft store was so expensive that we couldn't afford anything like that. And I certainly, as a 10-year-old who did not have... um, anything more than money from a paper route, you know, or my allowance of a few cents a week. You know, I think we got 50 cents a week or a quarter, depending on how tight money was. So yeah, I would do that. And I made a lot of things. I made all kinds of crafts. We did crafts in Sunday school, church, Bible school. Um, The library didn't do crafts then like they do now. I wish they did, but we did have the summer reading program where we could get coupons, you know, for Dairy Queen. Oh, I digress. Making. That's my third um, pillar for the summer of my summer theme and the 100-day project. So I'm going to be doing meditation. Let's recap. Meditation a little bit every day. And I'm going to do more of the kind that Headspace is doing. And I'm going to continue my once a week appointment with the visualization meditation. And that's ultimately, you know, for progressive relaxation and helping my neurological status. I'm going to practice my mandolin and do easy lessons until I get better. And maybe at the end of a hundred days, I could play a jig or a reel almost to tempo. Wouldn't that be fun? (laughs) Okay. I'm delusional now, but making, I want to make whatever I want to make. I'm not going to get on this quilting productivity, um, or cross stitch. What do I say? Treadmill, you know, that treadmill, the machine, the going and going and going because I'm burnt out on it. Let's, I'm going to say it. I'm burnt out on it. And I, so I just need a break from making more to finishing. And so I'm not going to give up on it, but I need a break from it. So I want to work on, um, finishing up. I have an art journal that I could do all kinds of hand lettering and stickers and collages or little watercolor experiments. I found some acrylic paints in my drawer. I have some watercolor pigments. I have a Cricut with papers in vinyl and all kinds of things that I could make with that. I also, I don't have any yarn. I gave all of that away, but I do have my elementary wrap and I have a ton of needle felting things. I just need to get some finger protectors. So I thought I would start with making some beads. I and get the vibe, feel and the vibe and the rhythm going. And um, Sharina, she does needle felting and is making some needle felted sheep. I love that idea. And I saw a Highland cow or Highland coo, um, which how people say it in England and Scotland, Highland Coo. You know, the woolly 
cows with long horns. I saw a pattern like that. So maybe if I get good enough in 100 days, I could do a sheep and a cow. I did do a, a felted elf with a funny hat. I love that. And I would like to do maybe a mushroom and a fairy village. Okay, I'm getting too far ahead. I can't do that all in 100 days. But see, once the ball gets rolling and the creative juices start to flow, there's nothing wrong with trying new crafts to be inspired to maybe go back to doing things which I find that I truly love, which is quilting and a little cross stitch with a few knit projects and crocheted projects here and there. Pick up and put down. There's nothing saying you can only do one thing. I never did that as a 10 year old. You tried everything. You wanted to see what was out there and what you liked. And just if you were interested, I just gave it a go. And um, I think that's what I'm doing. I also have lots of other crafty type things that I'm sure will crop up along the way. And I'm going to look at the library. They do a lot of crafts once a month there. Um, one of my cousins, she did a library craft and made, not at my library, right, one downstate, a beautiful handmade, hand-twisted wire and bead bracelet. It was gorgeous. And I thought that would be fun because, you know, I love everything about rocks and beads and textures. So I'm just going to go wherever the creative making takes me. I'm going to research a few things maybe to make on the Cricut and just all kinds of things. And maybe do some of that fodder school stuff that I see floating around um, Instagram where they paint watercolors and then draw on top of it and cut them out as flowers and make collages. Um, super duper cool art journal stuff. So that's what I'm going to work on making. I'd like to always end my day and begin my day. And I thought this would be a good practice to start because it goes with my meditation is, you know, kind of being very appreciative of small, meditative, grateful moments. And today, as I was going outside for my 20 minutes, which was not quite 20 minutes, but going out every day to get some nature grounding, if you will, and being outside with some fresh air and sunshine, it was sprinkling outside. And it made me realize this parched, dry earth, how much we need water and how much I appreciate the water. And I took a few photographs of raindrops just sitting on the flowers that are blooming that I talked about at the beginning of the podcast. I also was really just taken by a simple step of turning on the shower and how beautiful my fresh, clean shower I just swiped it up by hand and saw the water just dazzling and sparkling on the surface of the shower and the lighting that I had. And I just thought, you know, sometimes what we need to do is slow down and just look at the simple joys and be very grateful. I don't take water for granted. 
you know, I live in Michigan where we have water everywhere and fresh water, lakes, all of that. But we haven't in a month. And I'm not I'm trying not to waste water and I'm trying to conserve water. But, oh, the just the beauty and the refreshing that this rain had this morning on this dry earth and washing some of that smoke and dust out of the air and the sky. That's my grateful moment is for something as simple and basic yet essential to life as water. And it was so pretty on those plants. It looked like dew, but it was rain. I'm not a professional photographer, but boy, isn't it fun to just try to stretch your creativity by maybe taking a great picture or a different picture like Kristen. And maybe part of making for me will be trying to write or make a postcard like Francis on the Empty Nest Chronicles. So that was extremely inspiring. And I did write a little post about it on Saturday morning coffee yesterday. And I am just super grateful and I'm going to really, really work on my three things, my theme for the summer. Are you going to join us? Are you going to work on a summer theme or a hundred day project? I would suggest just as a person who is an overachiever, um, picking something that you're going to do, even if you miss a day, that's okay. Pick it up the next day and keep going forward. So a hundred days for me started summer vacation yesterday and I did all of the things, the three M's music, meditation, and making. And today I have done that too, except for music. I'm going to go tune up my mandolin. I got to find my little tuning machine and because my hearing is not as sharp as it used to be, try to get it in tune a little bit better and plank out a simple jig or maybe um, there's a horn pipe that is just arpeggios that came pretty easily yesterday. Um, I want to leave you with that, my grateful moment. And maybe that's a practice that you might want to start. I do that with my journaling um, every day with Silk and Sonder, and I still do that as part of my meditative practice. So that's why I thought it was kind of cheating, but yet I want to continue and expand upon it because I do that every day. So if you would like, you could watch this uh, as a audio version with a still picture on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel and I'm working on getting a video up in the next couple of weeks. Um, I do have a blog that I mentioned. That's mycreativecorner3.com. And it's always great for um, people who leave comments. And I want to thank those who have bought me a virtual cup of coffee on Kofi. I have my um, group of people who have been very supportive. And Diane and Barb. And there's just so, so many who are faithful every month. And I want to thank everyone who leaves a comment, both on the show notes and on the blog, because, you know, it's where we can continue the conversation outside of this moment. 
Have a fantastic day and let me know what's your summer theme or 100 day project. I would love to know and maybe we could help encourage each other along. I'm also going to talk about this on the Facebook group, My Creative Corner 3. Hopefully I will see you there. Have a most wonderful week and I'll see you next time.